Yemunla, you're listening to Karakamo Ivi, Karakamo, the English version. This podcast talks about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. You can check out my website, karakamo.com, for more info. I'm your host, Patra M, and this is episode 5, part 3. I hope you guys had a fabulous week. There was no episode last Sunday because I was sick. Um, also, I celebrated Karakiramo's first anniversary, but I was sick and I'm still a bit sick. Uh, that's why I apologize in advance for my weird voice in this episode. Nevertheless, I hope you guys will enjoy it. Today we are talking about the film Quava Island. It's an American film directed by Hiro Murai. It was released in 2019 on Amazon Prime. If you still haven't watched it yet, here's the plot. Denny is a young musician. He lives with his girlfriend, Kofi Nobia, whom he's been in love with since childhood. He seeks to hold a music festival to liberate the oppressed people of Guava Island, even if only for a day. Guava Island is a fictional island. The film was shot in Cuba. That's why although the characters never specifically locate the island in the Caribbean, I think we can assume that this island is based on the representation of what a Caribbean island is from the North American point of view. And this shows a lack of spatial contextualization. And like I said earlier, there's also a lack of temporal contextualization. What I mean is that this this island seems to be stuck somewhere between the 50s and maybe the 70s or the 80s, we don't really know. All the characters but one are poor and live with a bare minimum of technology. So we don't know. And in my second Caribbean connection, I want to talk about the lack of cultural and historical contextualization. The Caribbean Connection segment is to discuss how a movie makes me reflect on my identity as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, and where I stand in this world. The lack of cultural contextualization in this film confused me, I think, in the way some African people might have been confused by the film Black Panther. Some critics said that it was nice of Ryan Coogler to research different African cultures and to pay homage to traditions of different African countries. But there were so many of these references that the essence of said traditions that set apart the different African culture was kind of lost 
for the sake of entertainment. And that's the way I feel about Guava Island. For instance, the representation of religion is all over the place. I won't talk about the last sequence of this film because from my perspective, this could have never happened like this. In the French episode I did on Guava Island, I spoiled the ending because I was too passionate about what I was saying. So I'm trying to stay focused here and not to ruin the ending for you if you still haven't watched the film yet. However, let's say that the ending sequence looked very Americanized to me. The music, the looks, the attitude. Anyway, let's talk about a scene earlier in the film that won't be spoilerish. So you have Coffee setting up a picnic by the sea and an old woman walks by. The old woman asks in Spanish to bless the food. Or maybe she's asking to bless Coffee, I don't know. My Spanish is bad and there was no subtitle. So Coffee accepts, then Denny joins her. It's right after, spoiler alert, he got blackmailed by Red to cancel the festival. So of course Denny is upset, but he refuses to talk about it, which makes Coffee upset. And they have this passive aggressive discussion. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Okay, fine, don't tell me. And meanwhile, the old woman is praying in the background and no one is paying attention to her. And then she leaves. And then Coffee and Denny carry on with their discussion. And eventually, they end up singing and dancing together. I had to pause because I thought it was so disrespectful. If you accept to receive a blessing, the least you can do is to listen, and even if you do not want the blessing. I'm pretty sure that any Caribbean people would listen just to be sure that the person isn't, is not trying to put a curse on them. Even if you give no credit to the spiritual or religious beliefs in the Caribbean. And religion played and still plays an important role in the Caribbean culture. On one hand, you had Catholicism. It helped brainwash African people to make them believe being enslaved was their destiny. On the other hand, enslaved people maintained a connection to Africa by developing religions based on their traditional beliefs. For instance, I think the most famous ones are Santeria in Cuba, and voodoo in Haiti, but other islands also developed their own hidden religion. And this shows how strong the cultural resistance to the white oppressors was. Religion in the Caribbean is one aspect of our African roots. It's one of the many elements that connect Caribbean people, regardless of the island they come from. And yes, they can go to church on a Sunday morning and in the evening they go see... Um... Okay, this is where my Caribbean English skills fail me. In French, we'd say a camboise. In Creole, it would be a camboise. 
The thing is, I think you use the same word in English. Maybe. A kemwaze is kind of like a sorcerer. Anyway, my point is, Guava Island acts like religion is not important in the Caribbean when the religion today is actually a symbol of Caribbean history. And it is important in the daily lives of people. It's more important than a festival, for instance. And you can tell you can tell a Caribbean story without talking about religion. But if you're going to talk about religion, why would you make it meaningless like Guava Island does? And this lack of cultural contextualization is in some details, like the language used throughout the film. Everybody speaks English. Denny throws in a few Spanish words here and there like it's like it's nothing. That's just no I, I can't. I'm sorry. I just the different languages spoken in the Caribbean are a reflection of our history. I mentioned it in episode four with the film Barricade. Language is also an element that connects us. When you're in the Caribbean, the language you choose to talk to someone is important. Caribbean history is a history of violence, a history of power. The reason why you speak French or you speak English or you speak Spanish when you live in the Caribbean depends of which European country owned the island the latest. That's why Historical contextualization is important. Black people didn't magically appear in the Caribbean and they didn't magically start speaking English or French or Spanish or Dutch. They were deported and enslaved for 400 years by white Europeans. Amerindian people got killed. During the 19th century, Asian people also came to the Caribbean and they also had their fair share of discrimination. But the political, economical, and cultural Caribbean got built on the killing and enslavement of black people, essentially. So, a fictional island where one black man exploits his own people in the name of capitalism just makes me uncomfortable. Especially as someone from an island where... White people still hold the economical and political power. One black man apparently being the only rich person on the island and no sign of a revolution but the desire to have a day off, just to have fun. I just don't get it. As someone who grew up seeing black Caribbean figures of resistance from the 18th and 19th and 20th centuries celebrated on a regular basis. I just don't get the concept of Guava Island. Earlier, I talked about this line Denis says early in the film. We live in paradise, but none of us has the time or the means to live here. We work hard. We deserve a day off. Who decided that this was what paradise was supposed to be? Capitalism. White capitalism ruling our modern world. What is the us? The we Denny is referring to? Why are there no white people, no Asian people in this film? Because Guava Island is fictional, I know. 
again, this film wasn't made to honor the Caribbean, I know. However, the lack of contextualization makes it another example of Caribbean culture and history being used for entertainment in North American terms only. And that is all I have to say. Well, no. I still have much more to say about the representation of a heterosexual couple with Coffee setting her dreams to the side just to stay with Denny, who doesn't care at all about what she wants. But I won't get into that because the episode is already too long. I think we should listen to some music to lift our spirits up. The next episode will be the Caribbean soundtrack. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carucaramon. Don't hesitate to share your thoughts about the episode. You can also check out my website, carucaramon.com, where you can find all the info about the episode. See you next week, Chambered.